You are listening to Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 78. What now? Create an Unstoppable Life is for people who want to get out of their own way and build a life of personal and professional fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and mindset coach, and a family medicine doctor. And I am so glad you're here. Welcome. It's a thrill that you're here. Time is your most precious resource, even now, or maybe especially now. And I appreciate you being here and spending it with me. It's March 29th, 2020. And so far this decade is nothing like most people imagined. All of us are affected by the coronavirus right now in some manner. And it ranges from being instructed to stay home to taking care of patients in a system that's overwhelmed overwhelmed with the number of people that are affected or infected, and possibly ranges to being one of those people affected, one of those patients. Everyone's affected in some capacity, and everyone has a different threshold or level that it affects them, and I say that with a lot of compassion. This virus, man, it's an invisible threat. We can't see it. We don't know if we're carrying it. We can pass it on to others. We won't know if we're infected by it until we have symptoms. Thank you for playing your role, for staying home, for limiting exposure, for thinking about others, for thinking about yourself, for taking care of patients in any capacity that you do. Thank you. As we started this year, this new decade, nobody imagined that this was going to be part of our experience. I remember being back at Business Mastery in January with Tony Robbins, and he was talking about preparing for winter, saying that winter always comes. And we've been in a time of economic boom for a long time. He talked about preparing our businesses, preparing our life for winter. And who knew that in less than two months, winter would be here. So what now? Winter, metaphorically speaking, is here and our lives have changed and they will continue to change. What now? Today, we're going to look at the changes that occur within us what we can control or influence, which is our way of thinking. The people I'm coaching right now are experiencing high levels of guilt and frustration and anger and loss. Is that you too? You're not alone. Let's go in more detail. I trained at the Life Coach School with Brooke Castillo, who teaches the model, which is a succinct way to explore what you're thinking like to write it down, write down what you're thinking so you can see what you're thinking and see what it's creating in your life. We've explored it in other episodes and today is the perfect time to get back to it, get back to a foundation to help with the understanding piece of what's going on. There are five parts to the model and the acronym is C-T-F-A-R, C-T-F-A-R. Here's what it stands for. C is the circumstance, just the facts. T is the thought. That's the context we apply to the circumstance or what we think about the circumstance or how we interpret the circumstance. That's our thought. F is for feeling or emotion. A, action. What we do, what we don't do, what we want to do but don't do. And then R is the result that we achieve. One challenge for people is separating the circumstance from thought. And here's how to discern. A circumstance is something that can be proven. It's a fact, a fact that can be used in a court, a fact that most people would agree on. 
a fact such as the chair is red, the grass is green, the tire is flat, I got a speeding ticket, my mom said, and then whatever she said. Those are facts. And then there's the thought that we have about it. So that's one way to try and separate out a C from a T. Here's an example of the model. The C, the circumstance, the gas tank is on empty. T, thought, I'm going to be late for work. F, feeling of being worried. A, action, leave home in a panic and forget to bring what I need. And then R, result, late for work. So that's one model. A thought applied to a circumstance where it takes us in terms of how we feel, what we do, and what it results in. And notice that result, it really reinforces itself. I'm going to say that again. Notice how the result reinforces the original thought. So the original thought, I'm going to be late for work, and the result, I'm late for work. And that's what happens in between, how we feel, what we do, what we don't do, and what it results in. Here's a side note. Have you ever noticed that you can ask somebody a question and they answer it like you asked them a different question? This happened a while ago. Here's the question I asked. Do you need a ride to the event? Response number one, I think I'm going to go here and then go there and I'm going to get a ride with so-and-so and then I'll be there. Here's the question. Do you need a ride to the event? It's a yes or no question. So here's the second time I asked it to a different person. I smoke, so someone can ride with me if they're willing to be in a smoker's car, but I'm going to drive by myself. Same question. Do you need a ride to the event? So there's the question, and then there's what someone thinks is the question, and notice how they're two totally different things. My question, yes or no. The response is a justification of what decisions go into what they're choosing to do, how they're going to do it, and not yes or no. I say that because it's kind of like the circumstance, that's the question, and then the thought about the question and the response from their thought. So the next time it happens to you, and the next time it happens to me, I'm going to ask, what did you hear me ask? (laughs) So I can compare the circumstance with the thought and the response. The side note is really to demonstrate how we can witness others doing the same thing, applying their thinking to the circumstance and then answering a totally different question than what was asked of them. All right, back to our example. It's a basic example on purpose. This is not to insult your intelligence. And really understanding this at a basic level is going to help you apply it at any level you're at or want to. So the premise of our example is really to see what's going on for you, which means within you, specifically what's being created within you. Because from there, you can start to see what decisions you have. So let's go back to our model. C, the gas tank is empty. T, I'm going to be late for work. F, worried. A, leave home in a panic, forget to bring what I need, make another trip home. R, late for work. Notice how the mind is working in this example. Something happens. The immediate response leads to worry. Notice the next effect, being unprepared and how it becomes additive. The more worried, the more unprepared. And the result is that we really build on that initial thought. We add to it, we create more of it. The initial thought was, I'm going to be late for work. What did we result in? Being late for work. 
And here's what we do as humans. We don't know what's going on in our mind. We only know how we feel, which is worried, and we have to move as fast as possible. And then the cycle repeats itself. We go faster, we feel more rushed, we become frustrated by what's happening, and we create more and more of that. What the model does is it gives us the opportunity to slow down. And slowing down is what will allow us to speed up. Slowing down to understand what's occurring, to see the pattern and what the pattern is creating. And then we can connect our mind with what our body's doing, with what our heart's doing maybe, to create a higher level of understanding and awareness. And then to see what we're creating may be optional. Keywords are may be optional. When I coach someone, here's what's common. Seeing the pattern and immediately wanting to replace it. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to feel that way. What do I do instead? I don't like that. What do I replace it with? All right, slow down. The encouragement here is to really see and understand what's happening for you, in you. See what it's creating. Only then can you intentionally decide if you want to continue to do it, to buy into it, so that the next time it comes up or the next time, Do you intentionally want to go into the same pattern? Because it's a pattern. It's a mind habit. It's going to come back. The next time the gas tank is empty, it's going to trigger. The next time the tire's flat, it's going to trigger. The next time something unexpected occurs while preparing for your workday, it's going to trigger. This is where you have the opportunity to recognize it. You can say, oh, there it is. Oh, my mind's jumping to worry. Oh, that's triggering something within me. However it is that you want, whatever language you want to use to bring your attention to this pattern, that it's present. It's working to take you down the road of leaving home in a panic and then having to return to ensure that you are late to work. Awareness. Let's review one more time with the focus on what is being created through this way of thinking. The gas tank is empty. I'm going to be late for work. I'm worried. I leave home in a panic, forget to bring what I need, and make another trip home. And I end up being late for work. When you notice the pattern, you can insert a pause at any time. Even after the worry starts. Even after you've left home in a panic. Even while you're driving home the second time. At any time, you can insert a pause. You can become aware that you're in it. And that is what's directing your feelings and your actions. And as you insert that pause, you can decide what follows. It might be a deep breath. It might be a laugh. Oh, there it is again. It might be a moment of compassion for all your juggling or a moment of gratitude for how complex your mind is that it's coming up with this again, that it's coming up with something rather than just going blank. Whatever it is, This is your pause. You can honor it any way you like. And when you're ready, you can call on one or all of these four questions to challenge your own thinking. Number one, is it true? Number two, is it necessary? Number three, is it relevant? Number four, is this way of thinking going to achieve the results I want? Let's stay with the same example and apply these four questions. The example is, I'm going to be late for work. Is it true? Maybe. Is it necessary? Well, we've seen what this thought is creating. So, and it's not adding value. 
Number three, is it relevant? Thinking about work and timelines, it might be. Number four, does it achieve the results I want? Definitely not. So only one of the questions of those four may apply, but try all four of them on in any given situation and explore your thinking from different views. Because now is the opportunity, these questions will provide an opportunity to challenge your own thinking, to decide, do you want to buy into it? If you do, if you want to buy into it with this example, I'm going to be late for work. Here's what you're buying. Worry, distraction, and you'll be late. You don't have to buy into it. And if you don't buy into it, you've now created space for something different. You don't have to force in new thoughts or push away the old thoughts or distract yourself. You simply can choose to see that that model, that way of thinking is either not true, not necessary, not relevant, or not going to achieve the results you want. And because of that, you can let go and move on. And if nothing else, you can start to. Does it happen right away? Well, think about the time you learned something new, like in the past. The first time you rode a bike, were you successful? Was it easy? Did it feel amazing? Probably not. It probably felt clunky and uncomfortable and you thought about, am I going to fall? But the more you did it, the easier it became. Challenging your thinking, thinking about your thinking, shifting your thinking, it's the same, same premise. You keep doing it and trying it and granting yourself patience and permission to learn. And here's the other component, withholding judgment about how you're doing. I say that with a huge smile because I know the mind of a high achiever. I know it because I have one. I know it because I coach high achievers. And that's what comes up. Lots of judgment about how it's going, how I'm doing, if I'm ever going to get there. You will. Keep doing it. The beauty is that you don't lose. Even if your mind goes down the same pathway, you're now at least aware of it. And it's valuable information for next time. And through this, you're going to learn some natural defaults or patterns or traps or triggers, and you no longer have to be controlled by them. You'll no longer want to be controlled by them. You will identify how, when, where to insert a pause because you're understanding what's going on through you and then deciding and allowing yourself to move on. Through this, you'll preserve your ability to think through a problem rather than be afraid or overwhelmed by it. And it allows you to choose new thoughts or new thoughts to just flow through you. New thoughts like this. The gas tank is empty. I'll just get a ride to work and feel relief and be prepared and arrive at work and be ready to actually work. Creative solution, no drama, no escalating events, and you maintain your energy and focus. It's totally possible even for high achievers and even for people who are incredibly cerebral that don't consider themselves high achievers. So start, start again, start as many times as it takes. Look at it as data and opportunity. The greater understanding you have about your mind, the more others' behavior makes sense. Truly. And if you work in a service industry, this is invaluable to know. If you're a doctor, it's going to make sense out of your patient's behaviors. All right, so let's apply it to now. 
apply it to what many people are experiencing. Here's the circumstance, coronavirus. Here's a thought that comes up. I'm not doing enough. The feeling it creates is guilt. The action is wasting time being unfocused. And the result is not enjoying the time and not accomplishing anything. The thought I'm not doing enough isn't alone. There's other thoughts that travel with it too. Just notice the thinking I'm not doing enough is creating guilt. And the guilt is creating difficulty with focus and wasting time. And that is creating missing out on what could have been created. That means not accomplishing anything and not enjoying the time. And can you see how that reinforces I'm not doing enough? All right, the mind of a high achiever likes to go to, I shouldn't think that way, I I shouldn't be this way, but hold on. The point of this exercise is to really see and understand the current pattern, the current way of thinking and what it results in. Every time one takes a trip down that path, it's going to go in a similar way. I'm not doing enough is going to create guilt and create wasting time and create not accomplishing anything and not feeling good about the time spent and reinforce I'm not doing enough. When you recognize the pattern, you have the opportunity to acknowledge, oh, there it is again. Oh, I'm in it again. Oh, here it is, the feeling of guilt. Whatever it is, whatever language you want to use to identify or to say, I see that I'm in this pattern. And then you can ask yourself, do I want to continue? Do I want to stay in it? And you can use those same four questions. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it relevant? Is this way of thinking going to achieve the results I want? You'll notice your energy changes when you start asking yourself different questions. Is it true that I'm not doing enough? See how you answer. That answer may or may not be helpful. Is it necessary for me to have this thought? Well, look at what it's creating. Only you get to decide. Is it relevant to have this thought? Again, answer. See where it takes you. And then finally, the fourth question, is this way of thinking going to achieve the results I want? This is an important question. Can you create the results you want from a place of guilt effectively? Because right now, the guilt is creating a lack of fulfillment with how the time was used, and a lack of results. So it gives you the opportunity to ask yourself, do I want to continue on this pattern? All of our minds have default settings that have been rehearsed, accepted as true, they play out over and over, except now is an opportunity to change your settings. If what you're creating is not your desired result, now is the opportunity to clear it out. Label it as ineffective, let go of it, and start to create new beliefs and new patterns. Operating from a place of guilt, you are not going to show up as your best self. Operating from a place of shame, also, you're not going to show up as your best self. From a place of overwhelm, same thing. We're only looking at what is happening through you, what the mind is creating, not judging it but rather taking a step back to become the observer of what's happening. 
Tony Robbins says, where focus goes, energy flows. So you'll notice one thought brings in others and it builds more and more of the same energy. I'm not doing enough may invite in. I never do enough. I'm not good enough. I should have done something else. Other people think fill in the blank. And then there's more and more and more. And can you see how that creates massive amounts of guilt and inertia and time wasting? One thought inviting in others, creating more emotion, leading to action or inaction, and that creates our results. Use one of those four questions to challenge where your mind wants to take you anytime. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it relevant? Is this way of thinking going to achieve the results I want? All are opportunities for you to detach from that pattern, to stop allowing it to drive how you feel and what you do. The focus of this episode has been on learning the patterns of your mind. What do you think and what is it creating? And if it's creating the results that you want, keep going, do more. And if it's not, if it's like many of us right now, especially, recognize it. Insert that pause. Consider those four questions, true, necessary, relevant, creating the results that you want. Play with the language that speaks to you. Believing that you're not doing enough is not going to help you do more in a sustainable way. You will not serve others with your highest level of attention. And in fact, you won't see others or hear others from a place of guilt. It just doesn't happen. When you stop buying into the thought of, I'm not doing enough, you can start asking better questions of yourself, or maybe even just start asking questions of yourself. Questions like, what are my priorities right now? How do I want to serve in a way that aligns with those priorities? What am I already doing and how do I feel about it? Where is their need? What do I want to do? That's going to lead you to an entirely new place than where I'm not doing enough will lead you. There's especially a lot of emotion among physicians, guilt, overwhelm, fear, doubt. Here's a lot of encouragement to explore what is occurring through you. Some of it may be optional. This is an opportunity to slow down in your thinking, add a pause, Add compassion for you and what you're managing. Add compassion for the fact that you've never been faced with this level of challenge, no matter who you are or what you're doing. This is an opportunity to let go of what isn't true, necessary, relevant, or in alignment with the results you want to achieve. And that means you'll have more time, energy, space, and focus for what you do want to create. My friends, this has been an internal exploration. Of course, there are a lot of circumstances around all of us. Our power is within us to lead our mind, calm our mind, challenge our mind so that we can ask more effective questions of ourselves and others. And that is ultimately what will save lives, ours and others, regardless of what profession you're in. People are hurting some very silently, and this is a challenging time. Our ability to recognize this, to truly see others and connect, is enhanced when we understand are connected within ourselves. 
And when we shift our thinking into what is true, necessary, relevant, and will create the results we are working towards. Sign up for a call with me. Now is the time. Let's work through this together. That's how you're going to grow your life. That's how you'll get unstuck. That's how you'll be operating from a place of confidence, even with everything going on. It's complimentary. You can sign up at georgemdcoaching.com. Click on the work with me page. I'm sending a high five, so much love, and I'll see you next time. Ciao.